This week's episode of Proper English is brought to you by capital letters and the idiom the boot is on the other foot. Hello, I'm Dave. And I'm Alison. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which, as you know, is called Proper, Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know why Members of Parliament are called MPs... If you get stuck deciding which pronouns are capitalised... If you are puzzled by the idea of writing titles... Then Proper English is just the thing for you. Welcome back, Ali. Thanks, Dave. So, today's subject is almost entirely about written English... The rules for using capital or uppercase letters are many and they are different to the usage in other European languages, so we do see them misused. Yeah. You know what? The rules aren't completely clear to some native English speakers. So, if you have any native-speaking friends or acquaintances, it might be interesting to test their knowledge after you've listened to this episode. Mm. Firstly, and most straightforwardly, we use a capital letter at the start of every sentence. And, unlike many other language rules in English, there are no exceptions. Are there, Dave? No, it's an easy one. And the pronoun I is always capitalised. None of the other pronouns are, so it's another easy rule to remember. Next up, days of the week and months of the year. In other languages, French, for example, they don't capitalise these but we do. We give proper nouns capital letters. And proper nouns is the grammatical term, isn't it? It's not just our opinion. <laughs> yeah. Proper nouns are nouns that name specific people, places, things or ideas, as opposed to common nouns which name generic people, places, things or ideas. But back to you, Dave. Days of the week, months of the year and... And holidays or festivals. Christmas. Capital C. And New Year's Day. Capital N, capital Y, capital D. Ah, the seasons. Mm -hmm. They're common nouns, and so they're not capitalised. Unless you enjoy writing poetry. In which case, you would use a capital letter if you personify them. Mm, personification. I love this. Mm. It's a writing device where you give human characteristics to an object or thing. Confused? <laughs> well, there's no need to be because in most cases you really won't use a capital letter for the seasons. So really don't overthink it. What's next, Dave? Ah, next. The names of people, places and words related to them. So, Alison, mm -hmm. Dave, mm -hmm. Shakespeare, mm. nice to have them all in the same sentence, <laughs> and something related to Shakespeare, that would be considered Shakespearean, and Shakespearean has a capital S, like Shakespeare. Asia and Asian both get a capital A. This would be different in, say, Portuguese, which I discovered the other day in my class with our friend and teacher Emma. Regarding the places, whether it's the name of the street you live on, or a planet in a galaxy far, far away, it still gets a capital letter. Now what? Now, titles. Could be the title of a book, or a film, or an organisation. Mm -hmm. In these situations, you'll need to use a capital letter for all the main words, but not for the little connecting ones, such as a, an, the, 
or, and, all those ones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so Goldilocks and the Three Bears, capital G for Goldilocks and capital T for Three and capital B for Bears. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Also, words that come from the names of places. For example, languages, nationalities, adjectives that refer to people or things from maybe a country or a region or a city, they're all capitalised. Okay, so a few Argentinians speak Welsh. They do. Capital A, capital W. And Sheffielders eat a lot of Indian food. Capital S, capital I. We also capitalise nouns and adjectives that come from the names of religions. So, for example, most Muslims fast during Ramadan. Capital M, capital R. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Titles and names of institutions need capital letters, and a bit like titles for books, only the important words are capitalised. So, Member of Parliament, capital M, capital P. And we use the capital M and capital P for the abbreviation. So we refer to them as MPs, and they work in the Houses of Parliament. Capital H, capital P. And we also refer to the Prime Minister... Mm -hmm. As the PM, capital P, capital M. Hmm. Because when we use abbreviations, we use capital letters for those main words. Yeah, 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 yeah. People are using capital letters less and less in text messages and emails these days, which is okay because that's kind of the evolution of language. You know, it changes. Mm -hmm. But if you can, you must get them right in formal writing, business letters, that sort of thing. Thanks, Dave. And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? The boot is on the other foot, or the shoe's on the other foot. We can say either. We're including this one as it came up in a lesson with lovely Daniela from Sao Paulo in Brazil. We use it to mean that the situation has changed Probably to the opposite of what it was. The power dynamic has changed. For example, the person who was in charge is no longer top dog. My old manager used to have me tied up in knots trying to do everything she wanted. But since I got promoted above her, the boot is on the other foot. Originally, in the mid-19th century, capital C for century, mm -hmm. the boot is on the other leg is how this idiom first came to prominence. And I suppose that physically wearing the left shoe on the right foot, for example, would be damned uncomfortable. To say the least. And the idea of that lack of comfort is implied here. Probably why it's not the sock is on the other foot, because really, that wouldn't make any difference. And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. We hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. Please. Tell everyone you know about us. Your friends, your family, anyone who's studying or learning English. And don't forget to like this episode and leave us a nice review and subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Or you can email us at properenglish... All one word. ...at sapo.pt if you have any suggestions for future podcasts. And of course, you can join us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, where we frequently answer questions you have about English grammar. So until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper, Proper English. English.